We roll on coast to coast with Trista out in Portland. Ryan and I back on the East Coast. Winds up 9-0 on the Tigers, but here's the big one, guys. Here's what I see. I see the Pirates up just 7-5 on the Braves right now. Now, it's in a rain delay, but the Braves were getting worked, and the Pirates are blowing that lead to Atlanta right now. Fingers crossed. Everybody has the hits. Everybody in my parlay has the hits. We just need an we just need a nine. We just need a nine-seven Braves win in order for this parlay to cash. Man, I, I I think honestly though, I think you'll get it tonight. To be honest with you, because I saw a bunch of people uh, that had taken the Pirates either on the run line or on the money line, doing the victory celebration a little bit too early. It's always a big no-no in in betting on sports, as you guys know. You know what, man? I was in such a good mood. I was all back in on baseball. Come back. I've been back officially one day. Cubs are getting blown out by the Mets. All my good luck. You know You know, You know. know when life is going good? When I'm in the Midwest, in Chicago. Then, bets are all hitting. Cubs are the best team in baseball. I come back to this dump, the East Coast, for one day. Everything's falling <laughs> apart. I think I got arthritis in my wrist. Told Trista before the show, pretty sure I got like carpal tunnel or something right now. We got tornadoes running through the area. Although... What a bust that storm was, by the way, guys. What a bust. <laughs> uh, you know that what? Was I was kind of thinking the same thing. You guys were hoping for like at least one home to be twisted apart. Well, no, I'm not, never. I'm not hoping for any destruction like that. But like, if well, here's what I will say: the rain was really heavy here, at least. But you're right. Other than that, it's like there. But this is always happens, right? Think about snowstorms. Everybody has the, these these big predictions with snowstorms and half the time there's always like boom or bust and here's how many inches uh, 12 inches gonna be a foot no three inches that it always these snowstorms half the time always end up being less too some of it's just they're cautious and some of it's just well it could be this big so let's hype it up and make it sound like it's as big of a storm as it could possibly be yeah i don't know i don't know where there's if stuff's been torn up in other places but i'm sure there's some bad spots oh yeah if yeah, this man. hurricane if this hurricane slash tornado is a person they would be a catfish on Instagram. There you go. <laughs> like there's some, so there's a few things. There's a few things about you that are true, but most of it you kind of exaggerate just a little bit. Or it's that person that's not gotten a dating profile, and you go meet them, and their picture is actually like ten years older or younger than what they actually were. <laughs> and you show up, you're like, yeah, it's yeah. you, but like it's not really the degree of the level <laughs> we thought you'd be. Like it's not just not quite there. But you know what? I'll entertain this date. We'll at least like see what's going on. We got heavy rain out there, so there's there's that. Hey Ryan, real quick, uh, can you give me a countdown? How many days until week zero again for college football? 19 days, about 11 hours, and only about 14 minutes, zero seconds until week zero of the college football season when the Notre Dame Fighting Irish open up their 2023 championship campaign. I'm so excited. I have so many win totals, so many conference futures, so many week zero, week one. Game of the year bets just came out. I only actually bet three games of the year. I'll give those out later on this week. I got Heisman bets. I'm so excited for this season. This might be the most excited I've ever been for a college football season because I feel like the sport mm. is slowly dying right before our eyes, and I'm really going to enjoy it this season. You're enjoying the Titanic as it's starting to just sink down slowly, and they're playing the music, yeah. and you're enjoying the music before it's all done. No, I get it. Uh, we can start with the Heisman because the Heisman odds are out, and Caleb Williams, shockingly, is the favorite at 5-1. to one. 
Uh, Jaden Daniels at LSU, 9-1. to Quinn Ewers, 11-1. Michael Penix Jr., name you mentioned before, 12. Cade Klubnick at uh, Clemson, 14-1. to Jordan Travis at Florida State, 16-1. to That's that's a decent sleeper that I, I like that people are starting to kind of jump on a little bit because the one thing about him is, one, there's a ton of hype around Florida State this year. Expectations higher than they've been in years. But if you actually go back and look, he had the best FBS offensive grade, just a little bit ahead of Williams, actually, last year. So there's a chance there for Jordan Travis to have a big season, and you watch that 16-1 to quickly start to drop and you lose some of that value, especially playing at Florida State. If they're good, we know what that does for the sport and that does for whatever quarterback's there. But a lot of big quarterback names. Drake May is the other one in there, 16-1. to That could be 1-2 and two in the NFL draft. So I'm with you, man. Like, I think this is really going to be one of those exciting college football seasons where some are also playing just for pride in the last year of their conference, too. Yeah, and it's become like betting on college football or if you're a college football fan, it's a year-round thing now. Like, we should be talking about mm-hmm. this year-round because people, like, you know, Ostrowski gives me a hard time when I'm talking college football in June. But, I mean, all these win totals, like I loved Kansas this season, under six and a half wins. Now that win total is five and a half. I'm probably going to play that back on the over. But, I mean, it's hard to talk even Heisman odds because we did this a month ago, you know, PJ and I, and we talked about Jaden Daniels. He was 18 to one. I played Daniels at 18 to one. Now he has the second best odds at nine to one. I wouldn't play that at that price. I'd wait and try to get a better number in season. He's coming off a season where he nearly threw for 3,000 yards. He rushed for 800 yards. He actually stayed healthy. Uh, he set the LSU single season rushing record for a quarterback with 885 total rushing yards, 11 touchdowns on the ground. They bring back their best wide receiver in Malik Neighbors, who's going to be uh, you know, an NFL talent, had 72 receptions, led the SEC. I think LSU is going to be a double-digit win team. I think they might be a college football playoff team. I'm a believer in what Brian Kelly does, even though I hate the guy. But I wouldn't play that at nine to one, man. That was eighteen to one. But that was one that I really liked was Jaden Daniels. I like Michael Penix. I worry about him staying healthy for two straight seasons, but love the Kalen DeBoer offense. He's gonna be able to push the ball down the field. So those were the two quarterbacks I played. And then I actually played a wide receiver too, as well. Did you? I did. Who? I did. You want to, uh Marvin, Is it Marvin Harrison, Harrison Jr. Jr., I'm assuming? Yeah. Yeah. I played it, yeah. I played it I played it 25 to one. So had a big year, I believe 77 receptions last year, 1200 yards, 14 touchdowns, which was first in the big 10 fourth overall in all of college football. And you know, the concern obviously is CJ Stroud's gone. How good is Kyle McCord? He's most likely going to be the starter week one for Ohio state. It's just like, you know, you, it's a, it's a quarterback award, but you go back to 2020, Devontae Smith won this award, and look at his numbers that season. 117 receptions, 1,800 yards, 23 touchdowns. I think Marvin Harrison could put up those type of numbers. He's going to be a top-five pick as a wide receiver. He's the best wide receiver in the country. Um, and, you know, I know uh, JSN was hurt the majority of last season, but he's gone now. I think he could have a monster year. So I just really like that price, 25-1. to 1. For, for him. So let me ask I played you, that really small. Let me ask you this. If if we're down on North Carolina, and I know that we are, and I know there's a bunch of reasons for that, uh, but Drake May had 5,000 passing yards of total off, or 5,000 total, total yards of total offense, 45 touchdowns last season, like 12 to 1. Like, where are you at on Drake May? So, like, I love Drake May. I think he was the first quarterback in FBS history to throw for 30 touchdowns in his first nine games. 
But the only concern is, and I think he's going to be a great pro. I think he's going to have a monster year. But those final three games of the season, he struggled a little bit. And, you know, I like that they have four starters back on the offensive line. They have nine starters back on offense. They're going to score points. But that defense is really, really bad. Um, Like, really, really bad. And I just, if they win seven, eight games, six games, I don't think he's going to be the Heisman, right? Like, I like Jaden Daniels because I think LSU could win ten games. If LSU was a five, six win team, if they weren't very good year one for Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams had the same stats, he wouldn't have been the Heisman. You know what I'm saying? So right. I know the ACC is down, but I like Pitt. I like Clemson. There's teams I do like in that conference, and I just don't like Carolina. Maybe they surprise us all and they're back in the ACC title game because Drake May and that offense are that good. But I'm not a believer in Mac Brown. And I don't like that defense whatsoever. So that's the only reason I would stay away from Drake May. I think he's going to put up awesome numbers, but I just don't think they're going to be good enough. You know, it's funny to think that this is a quarterback position now as, like, MVP is in the NFL. And, like, we just know how a quarterback has dominated the sport at college and the NFL level. But 40 running backs have won it over the history of the award. 37 quarterbacks have won it. Only four wide receivers have ever won the Heisman. So it's it's – but if there's anybody that's ever going to do it, it would be Marvin Harrison Jr., somebody that was at workouts with C.J. Stroud when he wasn't even eligible to get drafted. I mean, this guy was wowing scouts, working out with C.J. Stroud in front of scouts before the NFL draft that he's not even eligible for. So this is somebody that's a monster talent. He's also got a name of, you know, somebody that came before him that was a pretty damn good wide receiver too. So it's clearly just in his DNA. But what worries me in that type of situation, though, is like if he has a really great year, what does that mean for Kyle McCord then? He's 20 to 1 to win it. And it's like, well, a lot of times then if a receiver's having a big year, that quarterback's putting up big numbers. And then the attention just ends up going back to the quarterback. Oh, yeah, dude. And also look at like the other skill position players at Ohio State. Other guys are going to have monster yeah. years too. So that's a good point. You know, like if Harrison has a huge year and Ohio State wins 10, 11 games like we all expect them to do, they're only lost this season. I mean, you know, Penn State, Michigan. But I, uh, yeah, so, so that is a good point right there. You know, you really quick, you brought up running backs. Um, what do you guys think about Braylon Allen, 80-1? to 1? I think Wisconsin's going to be good. I know Tanner Mordecai mm-hmm. did not look good in the spring game. He threw four picks. But I'm a believer in Luke Fickle. Uh, I think the defense is going to be good. New offensive system. And I know they're going to push the ball down the field a little bit more, they say. Mordecai doesn't have a huge arm. Um, did complete over 65% of his passes at SMU and threw 30 touchdown passes. He's obviously an upgrade over uh, Graham Mertz, but he's not Caleb Williams. He's not Drake May. It's still going to be the Braylon Allen show. And at 80-1, to 1, if the Badgers win 10 games, their toughest game in the West is Iowa. They get that game at home. Uh, they do probably lose to Ohio State, but, man, if they win 10, 10 games for Luke Fickle, I don't think Mordecai is a Heisman candidate. And if their offense is averaging 38, 40 points per game, you know, something that Wisconsin hasn't done since Ron Dane was there. I could see Braylon <laughs> Allen getting some love. Dude averages like six yards after contact. Um, and they have a really good offensive line. So I don't hate that number, 80 to 1. If it was going to be Doesn't he kind of remind you of Ron Dane a little bit? He kind of reminds you of Ron Dane a little bit. I mean, he's, he's huge. I mean, he's huge. 6'2", yeah. 240. Uh, and, you know, listen, we know Wisconsin running backs, right? Like, there's a history there of a lot of success with them. There's always one or two guys that they're a long shot heading into the season. And then they start to climb very quickly. And that maybe that very much is just Braylon Allen when it's all said and done. I mean, I, like I want to kind of compare it to Bijan Robinson last year, but there was a lot. Bijan was not 80 to 1, and he was kind of looked at as like 
if they're going to look at a running back, that's maybe the guy that you go with because of the type of season that he could have. But I feel like we could get one running back to maybe sneak in this just because of the fact when you look at, at the top, right, there's all these quarterbacks, a lot of quarterbacks with hype around them, similar to last year. Is there a chance that, you know, they almost cannibalize each other in terms of their numbers and the, the just the public opinion of them when it's all said and done. Caleb Williams is going to be held to last year's standard of what he did. He's going to have to be better than where he was last year to win it again. We know no one's been able to do that when back-to-back Heisman since Archie Griffin. And then Jaden Daniels and Quinn Ewers, Michael Penix Jr. These are Kate Klubnick, too. There's expectations now in Clemson for this team to win and get into the college football yeah. playoff. and win. Like It's just there's a certain point where they're all going to be held against each other. If a running back has a really, really, really good year and he's able to put up big numbers and Wisconsin's winning football games, yeah, maybe there's a chance that somebody like that's able to sneak in. Yeah, yeah that's sure. one of the things that is interesting Go about on. that is oh, in terms of running backs and in terms of why maybe I don't like Braylon Allen, 14 of the last 21 Heisman winners played in the national title game. So maybe you like somebody like Will Shipley a little bit more. Uh, he's 60 to one, uh, rushed for what, like almost 1,200 yards last uh, last season. And he's also a dual purpose back as well. And Clemson, it feels like they're more in the mix to go to the national title game than say Wisconsin is in uh, in Fickle's first year. I don't know. What do you guys yeah. think about that? I, yeah, I bet Clemson to win the national title. And I also bet – I mean, I bet um, a couple different things with them. I took Cade to win Heisman. Really small club, Nick. I mean, I, I think he could have a monster year. But I like the point about Shipley because the one concern I have with Clemson coming into the season, I don't love the wide receiver room. You know, they don't have their typical, like, T. Higgins, Sammy Watkins, uh, DeAndre Hopkins-type wide receiver. So I wouldn't hate Shipley. The only thing is, like, he has to share the backfield – but I, I could see him having another monster year. I wouldn't hate that at all if you were going to look at a running back. Most likely, though, like, let's be honest. Like, if it's going to be a receiver, I could see Marvin Harrison having a big year. It's probably going to go to a quarterback. I hear a lot of people talking about Bo Nix coming off his best college season. Like, people have high expectations for your Ducks. Here's what would scare me away from Bo Nix, and, like, nobody's talking about it. Kelly Kenny Dillingham takes the job at Arizona State. So he's gone. Bo Nix had his best season as a college quarterback in the Pac-12, obviously because he steps down in class. He's not seeing SEC defenses. And he was in the Kenny Dillingham system. Kenny Dillingham is who recruited Bo Nix to Auburn. He spent two years with him at Auburn. Now he's gone. I don't know if Bo Nix is going to have the same season. He completed 71% of his passes, 29 touchdown passes, just seven picks. And he also had over 500 rushing yards. And he did that, like, imagine if he doesn't have a high ankle sprain the final two, three weeks of the season. The rushing numbers are probably much better. But I worry a little bit. That's another thing you got to look at. Who's coming back surrounding these quarterbacks? And do they lose a play caller? I think we made it through that entire segment without you talking about Sam Hartman, which is shocking to me. I don't know He's not winning. able to do that. <laughs> no, come yeah. on. There's always a no. shot. All right. The NFC North has a lot of potential outcomes. We're going to look at what those could be next on BetMGM tonight. 